it's just such an iconic image, you know, stand yes. somebody who re- root, routinely goes out there and is um So what were you saying about the 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 the, the, the buying like a cigarette prop? Yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. because you have this nice balcony here and there's okay. enough apartments that are in view of it that if yes. you just took regular smoke breaks and I know you don't smoke but you could, it's, it could be like a little character that you create. And it that could. because I know that when I have had balconies that are in view of somewhere where I'm living and there's a, a, someone who smokes regularly, I can almost keep tabs on them because they routinely yeah. go out and you um, observe them. And it's really it's it's crazy. That you're saying that because literally the neighbor down here mm-hmm. every single day between the hours of three to five smokes a cigar a cigar a cigar every every day. day a cigar it's like his meditation though i love that because he takes his own space his name is john like the most american name right and he's like and he talks like this yeah he's a character of his own how old is he oh he's like i don't know in his 40s or something okay but he's such a character he just smokes and you always see him meditating in his thing and like you i say hi to him sometimes he says hi doesn't care if you don't say hi or not, you know. But he's onto something. I, I I like that you can have different kinds of connecting moments. So in in that can be a cigar. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But I'll do that thing with the fake cigar. I think I like that. Yeah, it's just a very performative type of uh, type yeah. of thing that you can you can do make use of your balcony. Absolutely. But anyway. Anyhow, my friend, I want to do this. I lo- love doing this with every guest. Yeah, well, tell me sm- what it says on there. It says artist talks. Mm-hmm. You want to smack it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I want to welcome you, my dear friend, Gavin. Mr. Gavin Mulcahy. Got it. Um, <laughs> Gavin and I, we recorded a conversation that got deleted. By um, on the phone it existed. Right? It existed, it, right? But but uh, the audio was finicky or something like that. Anyhow, this is the conversation happening uh, at, at its right time. This is gonna be a better one. Yes, yes. Oh. Oh, so we're back on? We're back on. Oh, my gosh. We're back While on. we were away, mm-hmm. Alan and I, um, <laughs> at the beginning, we, we weren't connected. We didn't. No. We, it was, we were, we were talking to each other. We were aware of each other's presence, but we were not, we were not sharing um, the same artistic, artistic uh, headspace. Headspace. So um, now we are. I do want to introduce uh, my guest. Um, my guest is Gavin Mulcahy. Gavin and I, we met in college, as most great people do. What's your first memory of uh, us? us talking? You know what? It's the first one that's coming to mind right now. But it's, I think, one of the moments where I really felt like I could trust you more. Um, or, like, connect with you on a deeper level mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. school. Uh, we went abroad. So we were abroad. Yeah. Um, we were in, I think at this moment, we were in Croatia. 
and we were staying uh, at the Hotel Dubrovnik. Yeah. Um, and we had a conversation in a couch. It was one of those couches. I don't know. It was in the middle of the night. I was having some love situation going on. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And yes. And you, you, you just sat with me and you listened. And that's all I think most of the you listened attentively, which was another thing where, where it's like you're not only listening and going like, mm -hmm, but you're also providing food for thought and like questions to ponder on. Yes. With you, Alan. Okay, okay. Well, my fa my first memory of like knowing Alan's a keeper was as we were in Measure, measure for, for Measure, measure yes. and you came over yes. after a rehearsal, and we sat on my balcony with uh, yes. with my roommates, and um, yes, I, I think we drank wine, and <laughs> you did not, and maybe we smoked weed, and you did not, but you <laughs> were on our level completely, and. Uh, just completely open about your whole life and right. willing to immediately impart the lessons that you feel like you've mm -hmm. gotten on this earth and just so interested in mm -hmm. what other people had to offer and i was just mm -hmm. like that is an energy that i'm i'm going to keep around me yeah. but you're right it was it was not until we were really I, out there i would say i brought yeah but also sorry and i this was the first memory that came but i also have another one uh -huh. Um, I something I remember from you up the get go, which coming as an international student, having this in, I guess, someone here in America, it's so impressive, I think, which is you rarely meet people that are interested in culture and learning and curious and open to sipping into other worlds more. And I think you've always had that and you've kept that through all through our friendship. Like you're always asking me, hey, did you hear about this thing in Venezuela? Like to a point where you started hearing things that I haven't even heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was that was when we met. That was kind of like right. the climax yes. of a crisis in the country. And that, OK, I don't know if I want to jump right into that, but I guess I brought it up. You and I had an ethereal experience together. Oh, my. Yeah. Here, okay, okay. We're here. You, yes. You yes, have yes, to, yes, 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 yes. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Should we name the person that that? Of course. That first inspi Ray inspired. Gaffney. Right. Hello, right, Gaffney. Rainier. Rainier Gaffney. Uh, yes. He uh, he he came home and he was. He, we were. We were in Europe. Uh, we're in, uh, we were Eiffel. in the Eiffel region, which is a remote area in the Rhineland uh, of Germany, West Germany, West nor Germany. northwestern Germany, yeah. and uh, we were in a town called Acht, and there's like <laughs> somewhere between seventy that. and eighty people <laughs> yes. in this town, yeah. and there the one thing was like there was a there was a a cigarette vending machine and yeah. that, that didn't work. Yeah. And I just remember Blake sadly trying to make the cigarette machine work. Really? Yeah. Um, but uh, that was, that was like the only thing the town had to offer. Yeah. Um, Desolate area. He comes in, he runs in and he's like, uh, this is after he went on a run and he had this sort of dark energy that he felt while running. Me and Gavin were attentively listening and we were like, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he was saying he was saying that that he was on his run, and then he turned around and he was being chased <laughs> by a presence, yes. and he was running for his life. Yeah, and I'm not running, and I'm not laughing because I, I don't believe it. It is funny, though, how he told the story. 
Yes, because he's <laughs> such a you know it, it's little character, and you don't you character. don't see you don't ever see weakness from Ryan. No, right? no, 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 and no, no, and this no. was and it wasn't a weak moment from him. It was an honest moment. Yeah, um, but it was we really cross examined him because we thought thought he was fucking with us. We, yeah, we really right, thought right, that right. There's, there's this is a prank. This is a right. joke. Um, but we said okay. Well, we'll as a result, we want to check it out. We want to check it out, and we said okay. Next, the next day, uh, I think it was our last day in it was town. Our last day. We we're like, okay, let's wake up at fucking four a.m. and let's go. Um, and supposedly Blake was gonna come to us. We wake up at four four thirty, and I'm like, hey, bro, let's go. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. And I, I remember waking Blake up or something. Like it yeah. was a no. I remember your alarm music. No, it was yeah. it was something sexy yeah. and Latin. Whatever, and yeah. <laughs> um, and then so we 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 go down, and we take some torches. We had some like burn, half burned torches from a previous. It hike. could have. It could have been like one thousand BC. The way we did, we did that. Like we were carrying these flamethrower yeah. type of torches yeah. through an ancient undisturbed wilderness um in search of of something yeah and it was a beautiful walk at the beginning i remember we're we're walking on like the highway right yeah and we didn't tell anybody if we if we died if we died it would it would have made international headlines absolutely and we're walking and like he now and then like there would be a car just Yeah. Just passing by. I'm so glad nobody stopped. Yeah, and they're like towards the middle of the the hike. Uh, we're like, okay, let's put these torches down. Let's mm-hmm. go full dark mode. Like, and now we're approaching the area where he sort of saw this apparition or so. Um, we go, we walk, and after a point, we like get tired, right? We're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's mm-hmm. let's just turn back. We mm-hmm. turn back, and we keep walking. Yeah, we keep walking, and it, and it's it's hard to describe because my my memories of it are, I have distinct things that I remember mm-hmm. seeing, remember feeling, and but the only thing, if I had been by myself, yeah. I would not have believed that that I would. That's a trick of the. But whenever there was, whenever there was something, a, a sound, a movement, mm-hmm. an inexplicable light, you and I grabbed for each other at the same it was yes. a simultaneous reaction to yes. to different things yeah uh they, so you knew it wasn't your imagination right right and we and it was really there was there was just something very i don't know it was it, it really felt like an adventure in and of itself mm-hmm. um we're approaching the end though of the and and i know that we we're getting back to the town and you're having like this sort of look at me and he's like i remember you saying something like okay um yeah, this was not successful. Like, yeah. this was bullshit. Yeah. And I go to you and I'm like, uh, wait a minute. Let's not call it I, something like it. Let's uh-huh. not call it yet. Uh-huh. And literally, literally, I said that. We turned around and we see this light, right? Yeah, yeah. Please, I, please, descri- describe the, what we watched or saw. It was, it was like... Um, a bulb and it's thick forest and yes. i remember it being on we're, we're walking we're returning yeah so it's and it was to our left and ahead yeah. of us but up up a hill a little bit yeah and it was like as soon as we fixated on it it was gone yeah um and it was fast and going towards the direction that like the highway couldn't go there yeah no yeah it was it was and we we grabbed for each other and and we <laughs> 
both were we were nervous we started walking faster but we were also looking for more things um but it was so time like so sync like synchronous yeah, of that yeah. that oh, fucking amazing one of the best stories i think best experiences of that whole trip for me like i like that i won't forget that trip that little. the satisfaction that we had done it that we felt like yeah. we had really we had really seen something we didn't feel threatened the no. same way the same way our, no. our friend did but uh we and then we just joined the, and everyone was still like waking up yes. it was like we were the first ones to breakfast and like nobody knew i Neno to this day never knew that we abandoned them in the middle of the wilderness in germany oh that was fucking fantastic it was it was epic it was epic um well brother i do want to ask you something that we were talking about previously yeah and how beautiful how beautiful i do want to know that we're having this conversation february 14th happy valentine's day everyone happy valentine's, happy valentine's day. day i'm um, here with my valentine yes we were valentine's abroad we we're like hey bro you want to be my valentine we and absolutely we, were and we had a cake with a little heart we shared it. We shared it. We were in Germany, I remember. But no, it's meaningful because, I don't know, you, you're you're currently living in New York. Mm -hmm. And we just happened to be here the same week in yep. L.A. Yep. And we're talking about love. And I did want to ask you what your thoughts were regarding this, this idea of why we find it so hard to move to sort of transcend a relationship that we were really enjoying or like move past a relationship that gave us a lot. And and I mean, this relationship could have ended up well, like it didn't have to end up in bad terms because it's almost easier if it ends up in bad terms, but it's yeah. almost like what makes it so hard, you know? Yeah. So when you, when, when you place that to me, what you, the way you posed it was, why is it so hard to, uh, when relationships come to an end. Mm -hmm. And so I, when I was thinking about that, I was like, so what necessitates the ending mm -hmm. of a relationship? And there's a lot of different types of relationships, but an intimate relationship. Do we, are we speaking exclusively about romantic love? Are we, are we, are that's fami interesting. familial love? Because, um, there's, there's, you could be, there could be a breakup. There could be death. There could yeah. Be, yeah. That's an interesting point. I think, I think all, okay. I think all, but also I know specifically right now we're talking romantically, mm -hmm. I assume, but it also plays a little bit into, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, so what, um, what, when, when do you think something needs to end? How do you, how do you know? Uh, I feel like when, when ideals change, when, when like wavelengths, cause it's interesting, right? With family. Even if your wavelengths are not of the same, for instance, I have a cousin right now who maybe is working a lot and is doing his own thing. And we're not basically aligned on our lives. We're both having our own separate lives, but we still love each other. Mm -hmm. We still, I think of him and I'm like, I love that. He's my cousin. He's like my, yeah. you know, my young cousin. I love him. But when it's like a relationship or like a romance, something that is not family for instance i'm thinking of a breakup that i had with a previous girl i went out with where currently today we're we don't talk but we like i i think of her and i'm like 
she's having her life and I'm happy for her, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saddened about the idea of us not meeting again yeah. or not inter. I would be saddened if I wouldn't see my cousin again. Right, right. Yes. Okay. So that, that is a good differentiation between romantic love and familial love. And so as you were, as you were thinking, saying that I was thinking about how, if, if you, there was an alien who <laughs> came mm-hmm. and was basically able to understand most of how humanity has kind of got this earth thing going and yeah. they're like, wow, there's a big dominant species on that planet. Um, the, but if they didn't understand love, that would be, there, there would be this Im- just impossibility of trying to understand humans because the, the, with their relationships, you make a choice to partner up yeah and it's and a willing choice it's a it's a willing choice and it's yeah. and it's people are depressed because they don't have it and yeah. and it's it's a primal need to to, mm-hmm. to feel like you're connected to somebody um but if if that that alien that visitor mm-hmm. is like that's just a, such an inconvenience. All of your personal aspirations right. and everything, sometimes there like sacrifices need to be made. So sometimes you need to forfeit what you're doing to support the other person. Right. And then there's the idea that they would support you as well. You might, maybe you make a move and then maybe then the relationship needs to end and there's this painful ripping yeah. apart of after you've been glued together or woven mm-hmm. together, there's this, there's this ripping and it's like, why do we subject ourselves to it? And it's only, you have to understand the the concept of love to even understand why yeah. why we do it to ourselves it, yeah it's almost like learning a lesson like I'm telling you about a lesson but you wanting to experience the lesson mm-hmm. it's almost like that's what we want what we seek is the curiosity of what that what that relationship would feel like yeah even if yeah. we know if even if we know better like even if it's like yeah you're not hey don't go there but I want to just know at yeah. least at least I'll know how it feels. Yes, you'll 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 know you'll have that experience, and it's you almost sign up <laughs> to have your heart broken. <laughs> mein heart, what is it? Mein, mein heart, heart is mein, mein heart is broken. <laughs> um, you you willingly with open arms take it take that on, and you're like, one day this is gonna fucking crush me. And I think, sorry, what were you gonna say? It's so interesting that it's also. I think maybe this might be a controversial, mm. but it it might be a necessary step towards our path of self-love to have our heart be broken yeah. in order to at least understand more of our value, yeah. the meaning that we bring into our life and the meaning that we need to give ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've heard of, I heard, I've heard of a few different uh, metaphors for that. Mm. Um, like, like um, there, there, there's a, a pottery, a form of, of pottery where like a, a plate, sometimes they will even intentionally break the plate so that they can then uh, mold it back together. And I wish I knew what I what? was talking about, but, but like it then has like streaks of gold where you can see exactly what the brokenness was, really? but then it's like more beautiful in that way. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Thank you for moving that off. Whoa. Yeah. I want to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. 
uh, or a, a baby's a baby's mm-hmm. brain uh, yeah. is, I think, multi- a, a skull. Excuse mm-hmm. me, is multiple uh, bones, and then it, it it grow it grows into one, but it needs it it needs to be multiple pieces before. Really? Yeah, yeah. Babies, you're born with many more bones than you. Uh, Wait, what? You, you, you're yeah, yeah. I, 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 we should look it up. How many bones are you what? born with? And then, because I, I think it happens in your hands too. Oh wow! Um, yeah, you're well, like people. A lot more people, flexible. if they're watching this on YouTube, you, they can comment or. Yes. Please yes. Doctors. Doctors. <laughs> please. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. Ah, well, which brings me, brings me to another point, um, of this idea that. Some people, and I don't, I read this in a book. I read this, I bring this book a lot, Untamed. We yeah. talked about it, right? Yeah. Like Glennon Doyle. Um, where she says, I used to think I was broken until I realized I was never broken. Like like she, re- she I'm super paraphrasing that, but, but the idea that we were never broken, yet sometimes we, te- we tell ourselves that we're broken, that we're not right, we're not working. And I almost want to dive a little bit into the idea of like, why do we... Sometimes we we hate ourselves or we don't have the self-esteem to understand how much, how valuable we are. And um, and we, we tell ourselves that there's something wrong. Yeah. OK. And that's that's another reason that maybe we subject ourselves to the emotional pain of mm-hmm. relationships, because it, it takes sometimes being valued or, or it, it takes another yeah. person sometimes to, to realize your own value or, or see yeah. what, what you're bringing to the table. And it's a paradox, right? Because it's like, yes, you need it, but then you don't need it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you want to give your own val- you, you want to give yourself that validation. Yeah, yeah. But I guess at the beginning, you want to understand what that validation feels like. I, guess. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Generating your own like self love mm-hmm. is probably the hardest yeah thing. at least for me that's i mean that is it, it oh, takes absolutely. to have to have something that is my own isolated that i'm proud of for myself that i've yeah. done for myself it's 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 rare yeah now tell me this do you feel that a step into your idea of success is that you must have built something or you must have accomplished like what what is it that you need to do in order to say i'm fulfilled or i'm loving myself a little more um well it comes there there's a there's a conflicting thing of like what is what is success because right i you 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 said okay i i love myself and i feel mm-hmm. um i feel validated i understand what my value is as a person and then i'm also someone who's like trying to work out like okay how am i paying my rent mm-hmm. and like or, or and how am i how am i going to get to all the the details, details of life, life like like yeah. just general stability though mm-hmm. like worrying about those things like if i if i feel like i need that success before i can even focus on uh, on your own, on, self? on my own, yeah, just like my, the human, the human side. It's like you're managing two different things that 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 don't always aren't always in lockstep. The 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 yeah. thing that provides immediate like security isn't always necessarily the thing that uh, provides like the ultimate like catharsis that I think right. we're searching for. And I think 
I, I hope that through life and our discovery through life that changes though because then it, it almost I feel like it's almost depressing to think that I need to be stably like economically stable or financially free in order to be in order to address my own self love or my own happiness or my own human self you know what I mean yeah, it's my least favorite thing to be to be trying to manage you know? right like right. I, yeah. mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza says this thing have you heard of we've talked about him Joe Dispenza. He's this neurologist. Say that last name again. Dispenza. Okay, I don't know. Uh, I've I've commented it before um, on the podcast, uh, the previous, literally with Gus that I had. Um, he basically is this neurologist who studies how to rewire our brain, how to live in the unknown, stay more present, reshape our life, get out of survival mode. And you, you're a scientist. He's a scientist, and he's proving like these things with science proving how meditation aids your life mm. and how it can like reshape heal your body literally heal your broken body like no broken sorry uh but like if you have an injury or something like that even to that extent mm. really really amazing new science that's incredible please look into it if you haven't um but he does talk about how we like how to switch from survival mode, right? How to get out of survival mode, which mm-hmm. because it's what we're talking mm-hmm. here. It's like when we're so convoluted into the planning, into the this, into the that, we put our human or like our human self, our body, or spirit, we put it aside. We say, oh, later on, later on. The thing is, um, this is what he says, right? Uh, it's almost like it's always going to be like that. That cycle is always going to be there unless you actively decide to break it and it's not going to feel comfortable either way yeah even if you have one million dollars in your bank in your bank account it's still going to feel uncomfortable to break the habit of getting out of the survival Mm -hmm. mode Mm -hmm. so my and this is so something that i always encourage my friends too because i am actively thinking about those things too is like what can we do how can we do it in our own way in our own little steps I think creating or like getting into having these conversations, for instance, it's it's could be useful, you know, to that moment. Because right now, in a in a way, rem- prove me, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. But like, we're putting the noise a little bit aside. We're stopping the by plan. doing this. Yeah, by doing this. Absolutely. You know and that's what I mean? that's why I was so excited when you said it. Yeah. Because. I've been caught up in the scheduling of my visit. Yeah. I've been caught up in managing uh, all of the relationships that I, I have come out here right. to pay attention to. And I'm thinking about how I want to move out here yeah. and the various ways that I need to do that. Yeah. So to, to shed that for a little bit and you're Just the best person to do that with is um, it's it's a relief. And I, I, I think you're right because I think that it is, it is sort of a mode in your brain that you, you need to actually turn off rather yeah. than because i you have this idea that there's that there's like i just need to get there and then i will be able to yeah. fully be myself and it's funny because then you get there and this happens in little things like uh you want to go to that place you end up going and then you find another reason to want something more mm-hmm. and then you're trapped mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so you got to avoid that and you got to put more paintings on the walls here so that i'm, I'm <sighs> i don't 
feel like I'm just yes. I, I'm getting sucked into these <laughs> white walls. Did I you know. just move in? We kind of just moved in like a year ago, <laughs> like six months ago. I yeah, guess. where's the duct tape graffiti I art? Oh, I know, I know. Here's the thing: I'm working, I'm working on it, man. I'm I'm providing the the shed. I'm working on the oatmeal. Yeah. Um, talking about art and creating and all that. I know this is this is a point of uncomfortability that I want to talk about. I think it's important. Um, this idea that you're you're going through a phase of your life where you feel like you want to be doing more creatively. Mm-hmm. Could you could you tell me a little bit more about that or or yeah. this this anxiety or not anxiety but this 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 pressure? I guess. I don't yeah, know, yeah. I so I I stepped away from LA after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted I wanted to sort of separate myself from LA. I wanted to go on a little bit of an adventure that was my own, and it was a convenient timing because there was a pandemic. So I uh, applied for and was put in a position in Oregon as a children's program coordinator mm-hmm. at uh, a shelter, and this was in a lot of ways, one of the most rewarding experiences, yeah. one of the most educational experiences, one of the most humbling experiences. Um, but the the effect of it as I left and all the ways that I, I grew, also rust and self-doubt came in all of the creative momentum that I felt like I had yeah. built up and I had been physically away from all of my creative partnerships mm-hmm. and people that I that I trust and that I feel that yeah that believe in me and I believe in myself around because yeah. a lot of people don't know this but you graduated as an act like a theater major yes. and your, your passion lies in acting yes and, and mm-hmm. then after Oregon I've gone back to New York and I've been I, I've been half-hearted with mm-hmm. with my with my attempts to get back into it and it's hard to be honest about because it'll not you'll things won't come to fruition if you're half-hearted so i need to mm. i've ha- i've been really doing a lot of looking inward i've started yeah. therapy and i and yeah 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 oh, like, bro. A, like good a month for ago, you i like didn't know that ago. um really good really good yeah. I, I like have picked the right person and everything and oh, just man. talking talking about like trying to identify like what where is this what where is this coming from because i I I I believe in everything that I I worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, and why am I not? Why am I not pushing myself yeah. harder? What am I? What am I afraid of? What, what, uh, why are you not taking that next yeah. step or last step? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is sort of a um, an isolated type of loneliness. I've been I've been living at home in in mm. New York, and it's it's funny to say you're alone in New York. But that's my that's my childhood home, and right. like when I'm here on this just this short visit, I've been here three days. You've seen. I carry yeah. around all of my college memories and wow, all of yeah. the things that I've done, and and like yeah. the, I I'm in that mode. Yeah. When I'm home, I carry around nostalgia, like like kind but of. like very old nostalgia, like oh, like yeah, to yeah, to yeah, yeah, to yeah. when I was so young. And when also, I, can I just say, you sleep in a basement. 
I do sleep in the basement. Bro, and like, it's like uh, you don't even get sunlight. Then. No, no, I, it's true. I, I, <laughs> I mean? the first couple of days of sun here, I, I realized what I've been deprived of. Yeah, uh, you need the vitamin D, man. It's true. I, I live in a dark cave, but I, I also am. I'm surrounded by just like feelings of high school that like where I was, I was trying to be myself, but like I hadn't really yeah. found into uh, a group that allowed for that. Yeah. And it was, I really kind of came into my own in college and I, it, everything here feels glass half full. So I gotta, gotta make the move. I gotta, and I gotta oh. just believe that I can make the move and dive in because yeah. if I keep telling myself that, I need all my ducks in a row. Oh. I need all of the, and oh. then, and I won't, I won't do it, and yeah. I will just continue to feel unsatisfied. And I'm so, I'm so happy and proud of you, bro, for even knowing that, like being aware of that, just the act of, of being aware of something. And yes, you're building towards it. You're working towards it. You'll get there because you're aware of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes people go through through their lives with a half class empty full. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's you know you know and you will get i mean it's it's part of the process as well right now i i do want to ask you though cuz it does it feel like a second chapter of that like it's almost like what from what i'm hearing is like in that chapter of high school you were trying to figure yourself out but now it's almost like chapter 2 of that where you're trying to figure yourself out in that but in the next kind of level thing Yes, it's like I, it's like I got a taste. I got a taste of it because we we had some times in college where it was just everything was going right. Oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. was going right. Yeah. Every day was set up for success, yes. And, yes. and it was just the best feeling. Yeah. So, and and now that that's not around me, and you realize like, oh yes, I'm a privileged person. I yeah. got to go to a private university, surrounded myself by wonderful people, yeah. and met met lifelong friends. But then you then it's like up to you to carry that torch and and sustain it for yourself when it's yeah. not when it's not a structure around you um so yeah it's definitely it's this is definitely a part two this is almost uh, like and feel like i'm in an intermission of, great of it and you you want to know something hmm. uh, i think artists needs those they they need those intermission or uh states of living life in a strange way because mm-hmm. it's gonna feel i just know it bro i just feel it you know what i mean i, I know it's gonna fuel your work from now on yeah. so deeply you know what i mean yes I, I i think about like you hear stories like from famous artists yeah, hundreds, yeah, yeah. Of, hundreds of years ago our yeah. writers brecht remember how oh, we yeah. learned that brecht lived in this area like mm-hmm. la and he yeah. came then he hated it yeah. but like there was something that drove him and when i read that he actually traveled east across eurasia and then took a boat from like asia to la he like he went that way what? to get here yeah because um, he was also like a political like um figure or like he he, he was kind he of he was that? kind of fleeing yeah fleeing, yeah because yeah. he was he was going to be totally silenced Damn. by the nazi party but um yeah, that that urge when it was so like for us, we can book a flight oh, and yeah. be somewhere the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But people who were like, I need to get away and like doing these voyages, these month long yeah. journeys to get to a place to finally have a new experience, a yeah. new taste, a new vibe. Um, so I agree. They, I think I think they need it because they went to greater lengths than we've had to, yeah. to do that. 
Yeah. And it's interesting how every creative person has a story like that. Yeah. It's almost what makes their art interesting mm -hmm. is that voyages, those voyages they take and the stories they keep with them. Yeah. Do you think it's, it would be possible? Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe we try this as a, an experiment. Very illegal. So we would never, we oh, would course, never distribute audio on the Internet oh, of, of us planning it. But you kidnap a person, okay. a baby, an infant. Okay. From <laughs> you kidnap an infant. Sure. And then we have it. And then you you raise it in an isolated oh, space. Sure. Like very controlled, limited right. exposure to the world. But they grow into adulthood. And then you see what they can produce artistically. Because we just... <laughs> we. we we just posed this like, oh, you need experience. We, you need a diverse right. experience. You need to explore in right. order to produce. So I want to, I want to test that. Let's I want to challenge that. that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, sounds a lot like a play we just read. <laughs> really, it's called uh, at the end of wisdom. Nile, Nile wrote this play. Nile wrote this play, Niall's the end also. of wisdom, and it's I about. I'm going to his house tonight. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a reading of this, a stage reading. Okay. Um, and it talks about the story of this. Sorry, Niall, if I'm disclosing too much, but um, this this kid who lives isolated from the world because he can know the sins of men. Because if he knows the sins of men, he needs to act upon them in order to get to heaven. I don't want to say more than that. Okay. So, but but it it's similar, like. But in a creative yeah. way, in a creative yeah. experiment. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. I, I'm actually free next Thursday, so I could do that. Like if you're okay. yeah, but you know, a little baby, taking we, we care. We could go to a little Venezuelan baby because you don't <laughs> want it to be an especially traumatized. Because no. then that would give them yeah the tools to be artistic later in life once they've they've kind of come to terms yeah. with that abuse. You you want them to just have the most boring to test this theory. Oh, sure, just sure, like sure. they have they have not they they is like oh water. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like food and like you know, watch only like not stimulating, not interesting shows like Friends. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, Wait, hey, you like Friends? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. You don't like Friends? <laughs> I don't know. Nah. I just don't find it funny. Yeah, I feel you. I feel. You. I never watched it. I only saw it on the TV when people were playing it. Of course. Anyway, people love it. Anyhow, um, I do want to kind of circle our conversation almost to the end, but um, there's this really fun moment uh, since we've been talking about this sort of unleashing of creativity where we both unleashed our creativity. Do you remember that? Uh, it I, was, I know what you're talking about. It was right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Could you, could you entertain us in telling us this story? This... Uh meant so much to me that it became the sort of concluding element of my senior thesis when I when I wrote about it remember yeah um, my my senior thesis was about our abroad trip mm -hmm. uh, and just what that experience did for me and us as a collective artistically um, and the bond that was created yeah. among the 20 of us absolutely um yeah. that won't ever really be able to be taken away it's just locked in space and time yeah um and i was sort of trying to illustrate that like 
it had created a platform that we could then tap into at any time. Yeah. And we, we had these fantastical experiences abroad, but they were, they, we needed these masterful European teachers yeah. to yeah. get us to that place, yeah. but they gave us the tools to get there. Yeah. And we... It's almost like we had the formula, the cheat yeah. sheet. And so I was your scene partner for KCACTF. Yeah, which is like a theater festival. Yeah, we yeah. and we were, we were rehearsing two scenes, both by Paul Rudnick. Hey, Paul! Uh, yeah, hey. what's up, Paul? Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> um, and a great Twitter follow, yeah. Paul Rudnick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, anyway. Very funny. So um, we, we were doing these two plays. Yeah, we were doing these two plays, but we needed to, to in order to get into the zone, we basically right. developed like a... I don't even know how to get these people to understand what the hell we were doing. Yeah, we were trying like some... Dude, thank you so much for going through that as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like we were doing some crazy shit. We were like walking and acting and trying things, weird things. Uh, yeah, and we were I, being fun. We needed it. And, yeah. and, and there, there were... It's so hard to get people to like get get to that space, to drop all of themselves to get into yeah, that Yeah, because it's almost like we were not afraid to feel stupid. Right, right. Not at all. So we would meet and we would find alone time at night, but there was that final day and it was like, yes. it was the first day of spring break. It was a Saturday. Yes. And um, we didn't know that that after that spring break they were going to extend spring break by a week and then they were going to cancel the rest of our education yeah, and the world was going to change we didn't know that uh, we didn't happen. know that was going to happen so this was the last was, memory in the building and this was after the festival like we had done the festival oh my gosh. yes yeah, we just wanted to film something. and we wanted to film the scene that we had done because uh the guys in the festival thought we were too good so they didn't let us go to the next round exactly it was unfair um, yeah um, so we're like, let's record it. <laughs> so we recorded it. So we recorded it. But we were the only ones in the building because it was, we thought, we thought we were the only ones in the building yes. because it, but still. it was, yeah. And, and so mm -hmm. I just remember we, we would start by kind of like staring into each other's eyes yeah. and, and like one person would kind of have an instinct and you would respond to right. it. And I remember... It's all blurry, but I remember. It's, it's foggy, um, yeah. I think kind of running around as like a sort of baby yeah. dinosaur type of creature, and like like being very yeah. uh, and like aggressive toward you. Oh yeah, and at some point we were like, so we were on the stage alone, and we were running on top of the chairs, like all the yes, audience members. The and then stroop. there was a moment where I like grabbed two chairs and I started to act like a spider. Remember? Mm -hmm. And he was like, you came up to me, and I was trying to attack you. It was like we were just wired into like the moment. Yes, yes, we were. It was sort of like a like prehistoric beasts <laughs> that had never encountered a, another creature before, and like trying to figure out like like do we attack? Do we yeah. run away? Do we try to bond? It was that's what that's kind of what it was. And then I remember at one point I was you were like lying on the ground like a corpse, and I was kind of doing some sort of because you killed me or something like that. Oh, that was, that was yeah, probably yeah. that makes and, sense. Yeah, and. I think this is after. So we record the scene, right? And then we just go into this play mode, right? Or was this? I think that was it. I think yeah. that was it. And yeah. how do you kill me? I don't know how do I. They just. We got to a moment, or I got to a moment where, like, I was just lying in the floor for like ten minutes straight without moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, and I was just sort of praying, and may, I, I may have been preparing to eat you or something like that. And then, just like we hear a door open, and like we look around, and and and. 
Johnny Burton, the the yes, um, he's like the props master. He's the prop master. He's a great human being. I hope to have him in the podcast oh, one that day. Would be yeah, so great. Um, but he walks he, in. He walks he in and walks he witnesses this moment. And um, I I rem- I wrote. I know I wrote what it, what exactly his reaction was yeah. in that in that piece yeah. uh, for my thesis. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how that. I just remember him being there and just this impossible to explain moment. And, and how he, he was just, just like, okay, but took I, it I in stride. He, yeah, yeah. And I remember not even moving. Like I was still on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were just talking to him. Like this of all, I fucking. Yeah, Some, that's right, because you were dead, I and de- I sort of had to come out of my thing a little bit to acknowledge him and, like, kind of be like, hey, yeah, no, we're just doing a, th- a thing, yeah. but also not leave that space no, too much. exactly. Um, and he was the perfect person, because I didn't feel like it had it been like, broken. Yep. Um, it was like, yeah. you do your thing. Yeah, it was incredibly yeah. special. I, I, yeah. At home in New York, I have a picture that you took uh, from that day and, and mailed to me where... Uh, you're standing on something, I'm standing on the stage, and you're holding your hand, and it looks like I'm standing on your yeah. hand. Very classic type of thing. Oh, but, that's uh, amazing. I'm going to – so this is how I would love to end this podcast. It's like I, every little podcast, I like to make my guest bring something creative or do mm-hmm. something creative. I'd love to show a clip of, of that day. I think I have a recording of something like that. Please, please. I, I want to I wanna add that at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, hermano, I just want to thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for this delightful, insightful conversation. Um, is there anything you would like to end us with this, this lovely afternoon? Thank you for listening. Um, and I wish, I wish, uh, I wish success mm. to everybody. But like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, you're you're better, much better at me than like isolating an intention. Cause I I get I get flustered with what I want what I want to wish to people. Interesting. Can you we know? talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I I want everybody to be happy and I want everybody yeah. to to m- meet their goals. But how do you say that in a way that's like you know you Not, don't repeat the same thing every time? Yeah. You're like I cause you 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 manage to um uniquely capture love and sense and send it to people and it's one of my favorite things about you uh and i don't i don't know how to do it without being repetitive brother i think you just did it (laughs) okay i think you just did it okay i hope everybody uh picked up what alan picked up from what i said we love you all thank you for listening Once upon a time, in a, in a tiny cobble-streeted town, on the banks of a fast-flowing river, there lived a little boy who did not get along with the other children of the town. They picked on and bullied him because he was poor and his parents were drunkards and his clothes were rags and he walked around Barefoot. The little boy, however, was a happy and dreamy disposition. He did not mind the taunts and the unending solitude. solitude. He knew that he was kind-hearted and full of love, and that someday someone, somewhere, would see the love inside him and repay him in kind. 
then, one, one night, night, as he sat nursing, as he his, sat newest nursing his newest at bruises the at the foot bridge, of the wooden bridge that crossed the river and led out of town, he heard the approach of a, of a horse and cart along the dark cobbled street. And as it neared, that he saw that his driver was dressed in the darkest of robes, the black hood of which, which bathed his, his craggy, craggy face in, in the shadow and sent, sent a shiver of fear through the through little boy's body. body. But putting his fear aside, the boy took out the small sandwich that he was supposed to eat for his supper that night. And just as the cart was about to pass onto and over the bridge, he and just as the cart was about to pass over and onto the bridge, he offered it up to the hooded driver to see if he would like he some. He offered it up to the hooded driver to see if he would like some. The cart stopped. The cart stopped. The driver nodded. The driver nodded. Got down got and sat down beside, and the, sat little beside the little boy for a while, sharing, sharing the, the sandwich, sandwich and, and discussing, discussing this and that. This and that. The driver asked the boy. Why, Why he was, was barefoot, barefoot and ragged and ragged and all alone and all alone. And as the boy told the driver of his poor and hard life, his poor hard life, he eyed the back of the driver's cart. It was piled high, piled high with small, empty animal cages, all foul-smelling and dirt-lined. And just as the boy was about to ask, what, what kind of kind of animals it was, had been inside them, the driver stood up and announced that he had to be on his way. But before I go, before I go, the driver whispered, because you've been so, so kindly, kindly to an old weary old traveler, traveler in offering half of your already meager's portions, I would like to give you something new, something now. The worth of which today, the worth of which today you may not realize but one day, one day, when you're a little older, perhaps, a I little older, you will truly value the beautiful. <laughs> now close your eyes. And so the little boy did what he was told and closed his eyes. And from a secret inner pocket of his ropes, the driver pulled out a long, sharp and shiny meat clever, raised it high in the air and brought it scything down onto the boy's right foot. Brought it scything down onto severing the boy's all right five foot, of his severing all five toes. of his muddy little toes. And as, and the, as little the little boy sat there in gaping, gaping silent <gasps> shock, staring blankly off into the distance at Nothing in particular. The driver gathered up his bloody toes, tossed them away to the gaggle of rats that had begun to gather in the gutters, got back onto his cart, and quietly rode on over the bridge, leaving the boy, the rats, the river, and the darkening town of Hamelin far behind him.